Good morning, everyone. As you know, the, this joyful season, especially for the pastors, is kind of the season of the intimidate to prepare the new style, more powerful and effective Christmas message, especially like today. Morning is a regular Sunday service, but afternoon we'll have four extra Christmas candlelight service. So many of you may heard the Luke chapter 2, first 20 verses from the memories and from your experiences. And then we heard it from the last two years, all the Christmas seasons event, live nativities, and then school event, and the school's Christmas service, and then children's recitations again and again. So when the wild does the familiarity of these Bible verses may please you, but the same familiarities may Again, the intimidate the preachers. So how can I preach anything new about this text? Even I have to preach tomorrow morning again with a new sermon and sermon note. Let's pray. The Lord, thanks for giving us wonderful joy and hope and peace and love in our lives and heart. Be with us. Especially this morning, we want to pre-taste and precede the scenes, what happened on the night, the silent night, turn into the holy night by your grace alone. Lord, sanctify us by your faith, by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. Amen. Since we'll hear Luke again tonight, so we'll only read the selected verses. With King Solomon's comfort, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. I am boldly preach the word of God without too much thinking to preach under 25 minutes. Sometimes it costs 36 minute long sermon as you experienced a couple weeks ago. What has been done will be done again. It is always true for our sinful lives. While we were struggling with the problem of our lives, which were caused by our sin, just like squirrels, spinners, we're just spinning inside of that kind of simple life with the forgiveness. God the Father made an ordinary silent night into extraordinary holy night in his favor through his only son, Jesus Christ. So I invite you to focus on the setting and context what the silent night which was given to us from heaven above. We did not make it. It was given. And the people of faith were prepared with faith and just obeyed in faith. God used the Roman emperor to fulfill his plan of having the Savior born in Bethlehem. Joseph and Mary's marriage was pledged, but not yet consummated by sexual relations. God fulfilled his promise through these ordinary people 
by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And our Savior, Jesus Christ, was born in a humble way and place as he came to this world. As Matthew chapter 20 says, to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Dave, can you help the PowerPoint? It's locked. I'll read from the Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. Can you find anything unusual? No. Those shepherds were doing their ordinary job to watch over their flocks in a peaceful evening. And verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now we see a little extraordinary. The glory of God shone with his angel to the shepherd. No explanation is needed about their terror. And verse 10 and 11 says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. God sent angels to proclaim the good news. And the Savior, in other words, Jesus the one rescues sinners from eternal disaster. The Messiah, in other words, the Christ. The one anointed and appointed by God himself for the most important mission in human beings' history. And the Lord. The true Lord of lords and the King of kings. The Lord of a free and faithful grace come to us to do what only he can do. In verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. A tiny baby in a lowly manger. This scene seems extraordinary for us because who puts their lovely baby in a manger? However, that was not the point. The real point was the divine God incarnated into human's body to saving us. A tiny baby in a manger. He was true God and true man. And verse 13 and 14 says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Heavenly angels knows who the baby was so that they could already shout glory to God. And verse 15 says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that has happened which the Lord has told about. Let's go to Bethlehem. How beautiful they were. Because book of Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim, proclaim salvation. 
brothers and sisters? Shall we join to them? As a witness of the holy night, and we'll be witnessing again tonight, the night of the fulfillment of the love of God into our lives. We sing to the Lord and shout our joy to the world with the songs. Thanks for those special Christmas songs. What a joy it is together on this last Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve. It's a day in which I always find myself touched by songs like these and filled with wonder. One song that particularly struck me recently was Silent Night, Holy Night. Those very words capture the surprising nature of this event. The holiest gift of God slipped into our simple human history. That holy night, the gift comes announced from heaven. The wonder of this gift is that we would expect it to be wrapped in the most obvious and complicated style possible. Yet unlike most gifts we receive, it wraps in a simplicity. God's holiest gift wrapped in ordinary people, in ordinary place with ordinary problems. Why does this holiest gift come into the midst of the ordinary? Because this great divine invasion was not to fulfill the cry of watchers of a show, but rather to fulfill the cry of our own suffering and sin for a Savior. The real cry is deep within our souls, in the very fabric of our existence. Is that of where is God? in our suffering and sin. God reaches us first in our place of suffering. From, from our original ancestor, Adam and Eve, we messed up God's perfect and beautiful creation by our simple disobedience. Do you like fixing things? I do. Even though it does not always work out, at least I like to try. Yes, sometimes my attempt causes bigger trouble than bring it to the professional. I experienced that a lot. And I also try to fix my English pronunciations with professional. However, I still needed to eat something I did not order in the restaurant. Honestly, it happens twice in the last two weeks. One morning, I ordered bagel and cream cheese, and the server gave it to me bacon and cream cheese. <laughs> and the last week, with the high school staff teachers, I bravely ordered wet salad, and I got ranch salad. No matter what kind of the problem under the sun, there are expertises to help and fix our things and beings, and then they have license and they have a degree on it. And how can you fix the broken relationship with God? In human beings' history, we've been attempting to live righteously, forgetting extra credit from God. However, we always fail due to our sinfulness. 
as the result of a broken relationship with God and His holiness, we live in the suffering, pain, mockery, attacks, words, hatred, distrust, slandering, oppression, diseases, depression, and death. As King Solomon says, this is the evil in everything that happens under the sun. The same destiny overtakes all. The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil, and there is madness in their heart while they live, and afterward they join in that. God the Father sent his only son, Jesus Christ, as our only Savior who can fix the relationship problem in between God and us. He did not charge a fee from us. We cannot even come close to pay it. Jesus Christ paid for our wages of sins by his own precious blood. He reached us first by his grace alone in our place of sufferings so that we are free from eternal death. We live in the darkness as a light with our true light, Jesus Christ. As one line from the popular Christmas song, O Little Town of Bethlehem, declares, The hopes and fears of all the years meet in thee tonight. Especially met in thee tonight. And secondly, not only God reached us first with his grace, but second, God released us from our eternal condemnation. If our greatest need for salvation was information, God would have sent education to us. So for long, the technology, you need scientists. For the money, you need economists. For the pleasure, you need entertainers. But our greatest need was forgiveness. In other words, the reconciliation of the broken relationship. So he sent the Savior. A well-known writer, Hemingway, in his book, The Capital of the World, tells the story of the father estranged from his son named Paco. So one day, finally, father searches for son and comes to in the one of the times, Spain, Madrid, where he takes out ad in paper saying, Paco, meet me tomorrow at 12 o'clock in front of the God building. All is forgiven. The story says, the next day, 800 young men, young boys, by the name of Paco, were in front of the God building waiting to experience forgiveness. How many people do not know that they are forgiven. God the Father sent his only son, Jesus Christ, for forgiving us. Jesus took our transgressions on the cross and the empty tomb and gave us his righteousness. God reached us with the Christ born in Bethlehem and released us on the cross in Calvary and in the empty tomb on Easter Sunday, and empowered, secured us in the day of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. For this reason, the silent night, a ordinary night, become the holy night, the extraordinary night. 
the extraordinary love came into the ordinary people in place, just like you and me. And finally, not only God approached to us, not only God released us from the sinful life, but also God raised us in the word of God. Since it is the year of the 500th anniversary of Reformation, as a descendant of Martin Luther, I put Martin Luther's five solas together with John 3.16. Listen carefully. First, by grace alone, in other words, yes, God saved us because God so loved the world. In Christ alone, God reconciled us, so he gave his only son. By faith alone, God gave us salvation. Therefore, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. As an ordinary sinner who got the grace of God through baby Jesus Christ, who lived the perfect life and died for our sins and live again for our eternal salvation, we can live in this sinful and skeptical world because we were made extraordinary men of God through faith in Jesus Christ. On the holy night, as angels proclaimed, we also proclaimed it. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. As people who have received by faith his grace, peace, reconciliation through Jesus Christ. We live only for glory of God. We are so joyful today because we know, because we believe, and because we live with, in, for it. Merry Christmas.